All right, welcome back. Uh, season three, episode one, part two of the Loaded Bases podcast. Uh, we did the Mets before, so if you missed that, you can go and check out part one. Um, and now we're going to do the Yankees. The Yankees so, season opener. The Yankees season Yankees, preview. Yankees season preview. Yankees season preview. We got to we, we we pay a guy to like have like a... Because that was weak. We got like to. I feel like I can manipulate my voice enough. This is. I can't do it right now. You go and go and post. Go and post and edit. I think like to give yourself some, like, like. This re- is the Yankees season preview. 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 All right. So obviously the Yankees, uh, the Yankees, off season for Yankees fans, um, was a little bit of an emotional ro- uh, roller coaster. You know, I've also, real quick, have decided that I think I need to stop arguing with Yankees fans on Twitter because I've come to realize, that the, and I'm not even saying this to be like a douchebag or to be a dick. You know, some guy like, I'm not just arguing with a bunch of fucking kids on Twitter. Like, These I'm not fucking just saying idiots don't guy. know anything. These children. I'm, I've, I've literally come to realize, like, there's people, certain people who, like, will post things and I, like, I follow them, like the Yankees fans. You know, you have, like, your Mets fans on Twitter. You have your Yankees fans on Twitter. And they have like a following, thirteen thousand followers or something crazy like that. Danny's dugout. Shout out to Danny's dugout. Are we still? Oh my god, those are some dark. Those are some dark days. Shout out to Danny's dugout. That are we still following Uh, Danny's? Yeah, that's funny. Um, I actually just unfollowed her on Instagram recently. But anyway, it's good. Mental um, mental health is important. Much love. I still follow her on Twitter. Um, I've come to realize that the majority of Yankees fans that I end up getting into these arguments with on Twitter are legitimately 17 years old. And I'm like, <laughs> yo, I have to stop because for, like these kids don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Like I've, I'm like they'll bring up some points, and I'm like, "Yo, am I like missing the boat on this? Like, am I like?" And like, like the other people will come comment and like respond back and be like, "Yeah, this guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about." Talking to me, so you're being and you're like, being like, and I'm like, basically, and I'm like, "Yo, am I like missing the boat or whatever?" And then the same person will just be like, "Oh, what the when Brett Gardner first joined the Yankees, I was three years old." I'm like, "Whoa, like, time you out! Are time you are disqualified bring it back, buddy. It's very Sit rude. out. Very rude to be born in 2005. Uh, I'll say." Um, oh. So, so that's just a little. That's a like a, that's a new season resolution for your boy. I I cannot be arguing with these kids. Wait, on, so on so anymore. so how do you want to break this down? Because we the way we well, did it, with, do, yeah, we we we're go gonna ahead. we're gonna go for uh, how we did it with the Mets, which is biggest breakouts team MVP. I'm gonna ask you your win total for the Yankees and playoff expectations. We're gonna do a health check, probably. Probably really more just that's just going to be talking about Luis Severino. Uh, feats of strength, as as many of you remember from Seinfeld, where uh, after Festivus dinner, you must fight the head of the household. We're going to talk about the Yankees, the strengths that this team has. And then we're going to be honest with ourselves. We're going to really take, you know, have some self-awareness uh, because it's important. And we're going to talk about defense. As I say this, Francisco Lindor was absolutely gunned out by JT Realmuto and the inning's over. Anyway. And right and right now the Yankees are leading the Blue Jays 3 nothing in the top of the seventh. And my phone is on fire because I'm watching it on my phone while I'm on the phone with you. Okay, anyway. So um, I'm going to work backwards, if that's okay. I'm going to work backwards okay. because I feel like uh, the biggest breakouts in Team MVP would be a good thing to wrap up with. Because then that can lead us into the inevitable conversation, which is uh, the depressing news about Aaron Judge. But um, so I'm going to start with feats of strengths and weakness um, of this team, and it's kind of hard to say. Obviously, four games in, 
But I think regardless of how Yankees fans feel about the offseason, this team is a good team, and it's a much better team, rather, I should say. It's a much better team than it was last season. Do people – I did, just you, – you, not to interrupt you, sorry. I just, I just kind of really need to ask this question. Yeah, go ahead. Do – you're more on Twitter. I'm actually completely off Twitter. So, so I, I actually – wait, real quick. I actually deleted it, and it was like the best like month and a half of my life. And then when the lockout ended, I re-downloaded it. And since then, I've just been in like a whirlwind of depression and anxiety, and it's huh. been horrible. Weird. It's late Weird nights that reading Yankees, Yankees Twitter. But yeah, continue. You're like these fucking idiots. Like they, they get they gaslight me. Like they, they, they lie to me, <laughs> and I can't quit. I can't quit it. Um, no. So I am curious, like what? And I know this is purely like anecdata, anecdotal, but like what? What is this consensus in your mind? Again, this is purely your opinion, but like what? My is, opinion. No, no, no. Well, what is your opinion of like what the consensus is of Yankees fans uh, okay. on Twitter? I'm glad you asked. There's yeah, two very different subsections of Yankees fans on Twitter. So first, let's just preface this by saying that obviously not all Yankees fans reside on Twitter, but that's the only thing that we can go off of, right? So there's two subsections that exist on Twitter. The first subsection is the fire cashman how Steinbrenner needs to sell the team like that's that like subsection where it's just like i can't stand aaron hicks i don't care about his on base percentage like it's there's that whole thing um the people that were screaming about gary sanchez for years whatever they might have then, been right but then the other subsection, they might have been right, right? So there, I was going to get to that. There is some truth in that. <laughs> and then the other subsection is like the wannabe, like John Boy sycophant. Shout out to John oh Boy God. Media. But the wannabe, like, like, well, his barrel percentage was is really good, but the motherfucker like like has like has like a one sixty five like batting average and like doesn't get on base and like strikes out two hundred times a year. And we're like on year four of waiting for him to like pick it up. Yankees like need to sign optimist. Billy McKinney. <laughs> it's just like I think Austin Meadows would be a really good fit for this team. So the Yankees can that, get like, a zero point five WAR player for just the low yeah. price of the league <laughs> minimum. Like those are like the Aaron Hicks like resurgence bandwagon like Twitter's and like worse the, though than like the no like, I actually have a, I have a certain, like um, I actually uh, have more respect Cohen for them, funny no, no 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 like the Cohen like okay. Daddy Cohen people like who do you think are weird Oh my God So I actually. So it's funny enough that you say this. I have like some level. I have love for like the John Boy Second Fan series because at least like, they're spending their time like doing research and like listening to like opinion and stuff like that. But then I also have love for like my like probably like Trump supporter like right wing like fanatic like <laughs> like fire cash man like like I'm paying outrageous prices for these ticket prices. Uh, uh, uh. I can't, can't believe my I'm tax these dollars go. I I spend eighteen dollars on a. California role and Aaron Hicks can't get a fucking Do you know how expensive the, the path train is? is? <laughs> I spend my money taking the D train to Yankee Stadium every week. Um, but I also have some love for them also because it, they're just Yankee fans in general. So maybe that's just a little bit of a bias. But the the daddy the daddy Cohen Met fans, I try not to follow too many of them. So they don't really pop up on my timeline too much because they really send me around the bed. Because I don't think there's anything worse than optimistic, like, if there's oh, like, oh, look at us. Like, number one pitcher in New York, number one and number two pitcher yeah, in New York. It's I not, it's not Cole anymore. It. Cole's number it's three. It's not Cole. Yeah. We got the Grom. We got the Grom. We're going to do it this year. I can't stand that, man. So, anyway, 
I would say that the overall consensus, um, I would say 75% of it. So I think it started off as what the fuck are we doing? What is happening? And now it's kind of, I would say 75% of it is, wow, I cannot believe the Yankees just had that type of offseason. But, hey, this team isn't so bad. And then the other 25% of it is just like, the Yankees are done. <laughs> like, you know, the other 25% of it is just like, rest in peace. Like, it's like, they're not like, feeling it. But those guys are more of like the, probably like questionable lifestyle, like drunk. Uh, like, let me see some of your other posts. Like, claim to love like. Oh, never mind. I don't want to get too political. <laughs> that's like that's the. Uh, I that, hate that, Brian that's Cashman. The also, the thin blue line is great. But, like, but my my opinion, I, I would ha- I have to say though, like as much of a roller coaster as that sounds, I I've been right there. I've been right there this whole time, feeling the same way. Like you're on the roller coaster. I was myself. texting you when all this stuff was happening. I was fully ready for them to go after and get Correa. And I was fully ready for them to go after and maybe get um, uh, trade for Freeman or trade for Olsen. I mean, sign Freeman, trade for Olsen. Um, maybe a I thought that maybe Chapman. they were going to go out and get trade for either Manaya or Montas from the Athletics because the Yankees can definitely use a pitcher. So when you're looking at the, like what their strengths are and what the weaknesses are going into the season, the weakness, obviously, is the starting pitcher. So... Their strength is obviously the bullpen. So their weakness in starting pitching. Garrett Cole, since the spider attack situation, has not been, you know, what he was in Houston and what he was before uh, the spider attack stuff. And it's not great that he got smacked around in the wild card game and was out within three innings and then came back game one and let up three runs in the first inning like right away. So that's obviously worrying, but I'm not going to also be like that 25% of Yankee fans on Twitter and be like, I can't believe we signed this guy when obviously I think a full season of Garrett Cole is still going to be a top three pitcher in the American League, if not in the entire league. So you have Garrett Cole. But then after that, you're relying on Luis Severino, who's pitching for the first time since 2019. Um, How many innings are you going to be able to get out of him? I think if you get like 160 – He's up, he's up two miles. Yeah. He's up, he's up two miles per hour. Yeah. His fastball averaging. So that's a good sign, obviously. Great sign. Um, but he did have uh, he had a scare in spring training. Was able to bounce back from it, so that was good. I think it's a win if you get 165 to 170 innings for him. Then you have Jordan Montgomery, and this when we talk about breakouts, which I'll get into later. This is this is a guy who I think needs to have a breakout season. Um, excuse me, he needs to have a breakout season. Um, the time has come for Jordan Montgomery to step up and to no longer be a back-of-the-rotation starter, to be a number three solid starter, to give the Yankees solid innings um, because he has great stuff. So it's time for that to, you know, like this is what I said before when I said, like, you know, we had to watch guys for a certain amount of years to see if they could be consistently good. That's what we're looking for with Montgomery now. It's been long enough. And honestly, you know, the Yankees clearly have a problem developing pitchers that's not a conversation i'm about to get into but montgomery was kind of the last pitcher that they developed and, and called up in the system so well he was never um, supposed to be anything crazy i think he wasn't but he, right he wasn't but now they're relying on him right I so if we're going to rely he, on you so we have to see what you, what you what you have he's also one of those guys that has like a really high consistently actually ground ball 
rate because he throws the sinker about 35% of the time. Right. And if the defense isn't good, which it should be, and I'll let you speak, obviously, I just wanted to throw this in there. Like it's going to, I think he could have a better, a better chance if he, if he keeps. Well, one of the most, yeah. The ball one on the of the ground. most important reasons why the Yankees had to get better defense is because they have a lot of sinker ball, ground ball pitchers. Not this only is true. with Montgomery, but in their bullpen. So they and need Tyone. to get. Yeah. And also Tyone. So you have Montgomery, you have Tyone, um, and then their bullpen is a ton of sinker ball pitchers. So. Um, they needed to get better defensively. Then you have, well, I'll get into that in a second. Then you have Tyone, obviously, and then you have like Cortez, um, Michael King, Clark Schmidt. Clark Schmidt also, um, finally getting his chances last year. He got hurt, so now they're gonna find he's on. He's he made it to the big league roster, so we're gonna see what he. Uh, Did you see Tyone do. also in last night's game? Did you watch last night's game where Tyone played against the Blue Jays? I watched, but I picked it up in, like, the third inning. What, what, what happened? He was all up in the zone. Like, mm-hmm. he wasn't really missing too many bats, but, like... Well, he had one bad pitch to Springer, I believe, and Springer had a home run. Yeah, 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 but, but he was all up in the zone. I think he threw, it was, like, 80% of his pitches for... No, no, sorry. It was... Uh, it was... I don't remember the exact number, but a, a lot of his pitches were for strikes against a Blue Jays lineup and wasn't, weren't they at Yankee stadium? Well, hold on. The Blue Jays lineup is probably the best lineup in the league. That's my point. I mean, look yeah. at the, 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 the cojones on Jameson Tyone to do right. that. Yeah. To go. Well, after I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that was cojones and it wasn't just him missing. No, 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 no. He, it looked like he was hit. Like he was intentional about where he was thrown. Well, I, I think that's yeah. a good sign. And he and the, the outcome problem, was good. The outcome was good. I, the I outcome was good, but the problem the thing that I get scared about is that I have to go back and check how many pitches uh, how many innings he threw last night, but Cole, Sevy, and Montgomery all got knocked out early in their first starts. Now also they were all on pitch clock my bad. <clears throat> Excuse me. They were all on pitch counts. Um, obviously, as most pitchers are because of the short and spring training. It's the first. It's so, the, we're, 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 we're really, it's the first this is week. The, it's the first this is week. Really it's like, the first week. You don't want to – you don't – but still, it's – This is like the last the start, start of pitching. spring. And then next start, I think, will be like the first start of the year if the timetable right. is correct. But like like the Mets, the starting pitching, I think, is the biggest concern. It could Right now, I think it might be their biggest weakness. But – one of their biggest weaknesses, but – it also has the potential to be one of their biggest strengths. If you can have Cole be Cole, if you can have Seve return to 75% of the pitcher that he used to be, which is one of the best pitchers in the league, literally one of the best pitchers in the league, and then you have Montgomery, who can stay consistent, now all of a sudden you have a strong three with Tyone, and then you have Cortez, King, Schmidt, etc. Their strength is in the bullpen. So they have 16 guys in the bullpen right now. That's obviously going to get cut down when they shrink the roster size. But they have 16 people in the bullpen. Their bullpen includes Green, Chad Green, uh, Clay Holmes, Wandy Peralta, Jonathan Lewisga, Lucas Lickey, Miguel Castro, Marinaccio, Chapman. They have a really good, solid bullpen, um, and they've come out. Marinaccio is a is a is a prospect who has really nasty stuff. I, I don't have I should have I should have I should have pulled up like his baseball. No, no, pure, purely uh, purely eye test. He just I mean it's been one he start. Looks, How yeah, much savant sick. can you have? But he, he was really good. Yeah. Yeah, he looks sick. So 
not necessarily worried about their bullpen just because they have so much depth that they can go back into if if that falters. They have a deep farm that they can also tap into if they need to if they need to bring up pitchers. So many relief pitchers didn't make the uh, the major league roster. But then we get to the let me get to the lineup. We get to the offense. So the Yankees traded Gary Sanchez and Gio Rochella for Josh Donaldson and Isaiah Kainafalefa and Ben Rotvert. Rotvert, Rotvert, Rot. I don't know how to say his last name. Um, started off, he's starting the season off on the IL. He has an oblique strain, so he's out of the picture for right now. I think he's coming back in a couple weeks. You have Isaiah Kainafalefa as your everyday shortstop now. When they first made this trade, I was obviously disappointed but understood, you know, the Gary Sanchez era had to come to an end. At some point, I get it, whatever, you move on eventually. But I was just con- – and I was obviously heartbroken and depressed that they traded Gio Rochelle. You, you, weren't mad confused. you weren't mad that they didn't get Chapman? I thought that they could have definitely gotten Matt Chapman, yeah. The return yeah. was like two – Two like highish level prospects and I think, a reliever that was good, uh, uh, right? But then then they would have had to trade Gio and Gary for something else, which I would have been fine for. You could have definitely traded them for some pitching. You know, it's like there's certain things that happen in the offseason, which I know you said you didn't want to get like too crazy into, so we won't. But there's certain trades that the Yankees made during the offseason where it was like you can't tell me that you couldn't have gotten more of a return for that. They got a high A reliever for Luke Voigt. That just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, to Kirby me. Sneed. Was one of the players that that the A's. Got I don't understand how you trade an impact player who has impact value on your team right now. And this is what I'm talking about: not responding to 17 year olds on Twitter. I had some kid on Twitter tell me that it was a good trade, and I was like, I started responding to him, and I was like, you know what? I'm just not. There's no reason for me to even answer this. I've actually come around to the idea that it wasn't like a bad trade in a vacuum. It's not, I'm not saying it was like this egregiously bad trade. I just don't. Given you think the there circumstances, were better options, there was def there had to be better options, and you could have. I, I just don't. I, I, you couldn't turn is, that. We don't money know what's into, happening behind closed doors. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. But I mean, the fact that we we gave up Luke Voigt for a high A ball pitcher, Luke Voigt, who's going to add tremendous value to the Padres and was providing value to the Yankees, and we give him up for a guy who may or may not come up in the next four or five years. Yeah, that was what? also a weird one. I don't, I don't understand why. I that just had don't to get happen. it. Anyway, so moving on to IKF. Um, first of all, my initial reaction was like they're trading Gio Rochelle and Gary Sanchez for a 36-year-old Josh Donaldson, who's like a former MVP. You know what it felt like? It felt like how was like they told me they I should be like my dad. Well, damn it, I'm gonna be like my dad. <laughs> Get me a former MVP. Guys that have been there before and done it before and won championships. And, like, Rizzo and, like, Donaldson, you know? And it's just, like, I think Donaldson still provides a lot of value. He's a really good defensive third baseman. Is Jay Buhner still in the league? No, I'm kidding. Uh, he, still, he, still has some, he still has some juice left in the tank in terms of accuracy with throwing. And, obviously, he's still – a 800 plus OPS guy, the right? Of rain, but he brother. is <laughs> bringer of rain. That's such a stupid fucking nickname. <laughs> um, but he's so fucking dumb. Like, I'm sorry. I don't want to shit on him because he's kind of over the top. I actually don't. I, mind I, I know. I don't so, want to shit on him because so he's a Yankee. But like, great. if you just like just envision Josh Donaldson in your mind right now, 
Can you imagine? Kind like, of you're, a tool. You're, you're at like you're kind at, of a, a tool. You're at like a bar or something. You know that episode of Seinfeld where like the maestro, like Elaine calls him Bob, and he's like, uh, yeah, yeah, "What are you yeah, doing? Yeah. I call me the maestro." Can you imagine like social situations where I was like, "Hey, Josh, uh, do you want a beer?" Like, oh, dude, what did I? T- I it's bringer of rain. We've been over this. Oh, sorry, sorry, bringer of rain. Would you like a beer? Like. I don't know. That's why I imagine him, like, in social settings. He just, like, but. seems like a short, like, angry guy. But whatever. I got, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for him. I got mad about for Josh Donaldson. I, I think I have too much. We have to remember Josh Donaldson was on the Blue He had Jets. a walk-off hit his so first I've, fucking game. Like, I, I, I <laughs> like, we forget. Right, 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 right. I just have so much hatred built up in him one of these days when he's on the Blue Jays. But anyway, so your first thought is, like, they're getting a 36-year-old, like, third baseman. And again. 800-plus OPS guy, but how many games are you going to get from him this season? Well, the Twins are getting their money's every worth. Every single year. The twins, are, the twins are getting their money's worth. Gio Urshela is batting fourth. Oh, you, you don't got to fucking tell me, bro. I know. All right? I know. They're getting their money's worth. They're getting Gio Urshela. That was another thing, right? Is that you're paying Gio Urshela $6.8 million this year. You just took on $50 million in Josh Donaldson. You're paying him 25 this year and 25 next year. And then he's got. And you that, want to talk he's got about like spending buyout. your money wisely? Like I'm sorry, you're going to pay 25 million dollars for a guy who's going to play what 125 to 135 games. If we get 135 games out of Josh Donaldson this year, That's I will lot. be ecstatic. I'll be ecstatic, right? Yeah. Yeah. So then you bring in IKF, and what what did they tell us about IKF? They said versatile. Well, versatile. Utility guy, great defender, gold glove defender. That's what they said. Gold glove defender. He has two. Glaber uh, Torres is no longer our, our starting shortstop. He cannot be our starting shortstop. That's what they said. Probably also fair. We're bringing in IKF. He's a great defensive shortstop. I'm watching the Yankee game the other day. Stat comes up on the screen. Michael Cade just casually says, well, in uh, 2020, IKF won the gold glove in a shortened season. And finished in the top like three percentile of all defensive third basemen and outs above average. Last year, in 155 games, IKF at shortstop had a negative seven outs above average and was in the bottom four percentile. Well, I'm sorry, in the bottom four percentile of defensive shortstops in the league. Yeah, he was. If you look at the, if you look at uh, twenty twenty one. I mean, I will say, if you look at outs above average, he on, on baseball savant, he very much is uh, in the fourth percentile. And also in twenty twenty one. I mean, in twenty twenty, outs above average is very susceptible to small sample sizes. So you really need a full right, season. Exactly. That's one. That that exactly. So it's like so if I, I were to a little word because he committed three errors in his first two games. I'm hoping that the Yankees didn't look. If if I don't, there's no way this is true. If the Yankees like looked as twenty twenty outs above average and were like, no, yeah. it's definitely it's definitely not true. They definitely just banked on him being, a, a, you know, like because the guy plays third base, he plays shortstop, he used to play catcher, he can still play catcher. They obviously just looked at him, looked at him that way. But now there's a problem. What's the problem? Somebody's going to have to sit every single day. Yeah. So this one day, the opening day, Glaber Torres had to sit, and you had to piss off Glaber Torres, and the report was that he was pissed off about it. You're going to have to piss somebody off every single day to sit. You had to buy all these guys into being a part of the team, which I don't think is going to be a problem because you're on the Yankees. But today, Gallo sat. Gallo sat. They put Hicks in left field. They put Judge in right. Uh, they put Judge in center. They put Stanton in right. Rizzo at first, Glaber at second, IKF at, at short, 
I don't know why they, they didn't just sign Andrelton Simmons. D.H. Glaber. What? If it, I don't know why they didn't just sign Andrelton Simmons. Like, if you're going to go out and get Isaiah Kiner Falafa, whatever, why don't you just sign Andrelton Simmons? And also, I mean, like, uh, go so trade for Jonathan Scope. Sim- I know. I know. Like, right. So you you sign Angleton Simmons, and you don't have to give up Gio Rochelle. Because my thing with Gio Rochelle and Josh Donaldson is that, sure, Josh Donaldson, you would take Josh Donaldson offensively over Gio Rochelle if you had to choose. You just would. But that does not mean that oh, it yeah. is perfectly feasible to think, and to, and it wouldn't be like completely out of the realm of possibility. If Gio Rochelle turned around and had a better offensive season this year than Josh Donaldson, that like can one hundred percent happen. There's like that's not out of the realm of possibility. I I will also say that though that the teams that like like the t- it's it's actually kind of fucked up. Like the trade that happened that the that the Yankees made is kind of like the only trade like. The A's, you could theoretically pay Gio Urshela's salary and give him to the A's, but the A's want to lose. The A's want, or the A's want prospects. Like, it's a very similar situation with a lot of the teams that are, like, tanking. But, like, you know, but here's the other thing, right? And, like, I, I wasn't expecting to go here, but I guess we'll just go here for a quick second. The Yankees hang on to their prospects. Like, wait, like they, we have to be able to let go for something that's going to help us in the immediate. Oh, you're preaching. Who the have we developed? This whole entire the Yankees have built a machine of a farm system, but what has it produced? Well, like what has it actually theoretically produced? We're gonna. F- that. You know what's funny? I went back and I listened. Remember that pod? Remember when um when COVID happened and I had to do the the that first week that COVID happened, I had to do the episode by myself, and I had like the grim outlook for the New York Yankees. Remember that? Yeah, uh, uh, vaguely, vaguely, vaguely. So we did a podcast, and it was called A Grim Outlook for the New York Yankees. And it was about, like, their prospects that they had called up and what the future might look like. Well, out of all those prospects that I named, none of them are on the team now. Greg Bird's in the minor leagues. Everybody else is gone. And then and, or, and hanging on for dear life. Glaber Torres is hanging on for dear life. Luis Severino is going to be a free agent after this year. Borderline hanging on for dear life. Aaron Judge just turned down the contract extension. What are we doing? Like, I think what happened? The I baby bomber era is like almost over. The I, window I, is closed. I it's closed. This, I think this year, when you look around the league and you see a lot of the faces that were supposed to be like on the team, like Luke Voigt is not on the team. Tyro Estrada, you remember him? He's not on the team. Uh, Gary Sanchez, uh, Clint Frazier. I, I'm sure I'm forgetting Clint someone. Frazier. If if these guys like do well on other teams, oh dude, it's gonna be, like, they're gonna have egg all over the face. I think all that that I think that that will truly truly represent. And I'm not even counting Gio Urshela because that was a you got value back for him. But if if you, if right. you're just looking if you're just looking at like how these guys are gonna do on other teams, I think that's gonna be really right. something it's gonna we're be, gonna. It's gonna be it's gonna be era defining. It's going to define. I think it's going to. I think it's going to tell us why. Do I think that the Yankees have a better chance to win the World Series this year than I think last year? Let's just talk about last year. Well, well, hold on. Do I think they have a better shot winning the World Series this year than I do think that like Luke Voigt, Clint Frazier, Gary Sanchez, uh, Tyro Estrada, all these guys are going to like go off this year? I think the Yankees have a better chance of winning the World Series. So. I don't 
when I look at the projections for the Yankees for this season. Yeah, do you I think they're better think, than what they were last year? I think they are one. So after going on that entire rant of, of being disappointed of what they did, I do legitimately think that they are a better team than they were last year. I think they are a deeper team. I think they are a more they have a more potent offense. When you go back and you look at what the starting lineup was on opening day of last year, you had guys like Jay Bruce in the lineup who just ended up walking out and retiring. The Yankees were losing so many games, game after game. They couldn't win series last year. Last year was like one of the worst seasons I've ever seen in my life. It was so bad, which is funny because they were still competitive. But it was just so dysfunctional. And I, I think that the bullpen is really, really strong, and I think it's going to be the biggest X factor for them this season. I think that Judge has to have a big season, given the fact that he turned down his extension, which we'll get into in a second before we wrap up. I think Stanton's going to have a really big year. I think that Glaber Torres obviously has to go back, go off. DJ LeMay, who had surgery, he's back. He's finished in the top five MVP voting. He's been an MVP candidate for the Yankees, like for a personal team MVP for the Yankees since they've gotten him. Um, but the problem is, is that once you get to seven, eight, and nine, it falls off. I don't think it falls. Uh, you're gonna get a, an exaggeration. You're gonna get no. You're gonna get a 170, 180, maybe like 400 slugging. Minus under 100 weighted runs created from your catching position. You're going to get the same thing from IKF. And then you have to bank on Aaron Hicks, who has not been able to stay healthy at all, um, but is an on-base machine. Um, you have to bank on him being healthy, but he's also going to probably get – he's going to be one of those high OBP guys, low batting average, um, semi – low to decent slugging percentage kind of guy and then you got and then also joey gallo so you know joey gallo has to have did someone just hit a home run no joey gallo has to have a big year this year because i think you and i both thought i don't know maybe you didn't think this but i definitely thought i like joey gallo as a player i I like the idea of what he can bring to a team I kind of like the idea that he's like a three true outcomes guy. You know, there's something special about that in a way, that he does that so well. That I he mean, can he just puts walk up in 2019, and, and, his, his ex-WOBA was 393. His weighted runs created right. plus was 144. Like, But Joey Gallo's great, dude. I, I think Joey Gallo gets a lot of shit. Dude has to bat. Well, he's gotten he's gotten a lot of shit for a good reason. He has not been the Joey Gallo that he was in Texas he, since he's been on the Yankees. He, he hasn't been. Batted 199 last year, and he had a weighted runs created plus of 123. How the fuck is that even possible? That is bananas to me. I think, I don't know. I'm not worried about Joey Gallo, but think your thoughts because I, I. Well, I just think that I'm now I'm looking now I'm trying to pull up his Yankees stats. And he's got great defense. He's like super fast and uh, I like I like Joey Gallo a lot. I don't know. I think he's a great player. And and Rizzo, Rizzo is fucking dope. I think But I think I think Joey Gallo is a great player too, but is he going to fit on a team that is already so like he's almost redundant. And he's and he's almost like like no. do, do the Yankees need a guy 
the Yan- with the Yankees, the Yankees have sluggers who can hit home runs and who can drive in a sh- and can create. They can, the Yankees have a lineup that can create a shit ton of runs. They need guys who can drive those home, those runs in. They don't need a guy who's going to come up six in the lineup and strike out. Because the problem with Joey Gallo is like like we have to like we've we've tossed so many like stats like out and been like, well, no, like now it's mega matters about like like the fact that Joey Gallo will hit like. 30 home runs, but then also only give you like 65 RBI is a problem. You know what I mean? Like that, how, how, what is he doing in terms of driving? He can get on base, which means that then he can create a run and get, and come home. So he's going to always be creating runs, but like, do the, does he fit with the Yankees lineup itself? I don't know. I like Joey Gallo a lot and I want to, I pray the fucking heavens that this guy pans out and ends up being a great player in New York. I really do. I think, but I think it'll be great. I, I really do. But, yeah, I just the, the last thing the Yankees need is a guy that's going to strike out 250 times, batting sixth or fifth in the lineup. It's it's the, the Yankees lost the wild card game because of Joey Gallo. It was because of Aaron Boone. Because I mean, and you know me, yeah, I'm not like an Aaron. I'm not an Aaron Boone. I'm not an Aaron Boone killer. I'm not one of those people. Please don't think that. But Aaron Boone the batted Yankees him. Lost fourth. the wild. Aaron Boone batted him fourth. And what happened? Right. But they wasn't. It wasn't like an exponential. Like it wasn't like an insane like run difference that they had to make up. What happened? They Joe. They batted Joey Gallo fourth, and they just pitched around Judge and Stanton so that they could get to Joey Gallo, knowing that Joey Gallo wasn't going to be able to get on base, and they got him out. And every single time Judge, Stanton, and Rizzo got on base, who came up? Joey Gallo. And what happened? He got out. So it's just it's hard to fit a guy like that into this lineup specifically, you know what I mean? Because the Yankees need somebody. That's why Rizzo was such a great pickup. And I hate this sound like the old man on the lawn on the lawn, but they need a guy like Rizzo who can hit it to anywhere over to wherever on the field. I think who when slap it and get on base. I kind of need a guy like DJ LeMahieu that yeah, will do there that. You go. I kind of disagree with some of this because I think. If you have guys like Judge who can get on base, not just hit home runs, Stanton who, you know, doesn't have a, he does also strike out, a, 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 you know, a, a fair amount. Um, but you can, you have some balance in this lineup. You do have some guys like you mentioned, Lemayhu, like Rizzo, like Donaldson, uh, to some degree like Glaber, who are not, you know, not strikeout machines who can get on base. Uh, you, I haven't even mentioned Aaron Hicks if he can stay healthy. Um, if you can spread these guys out, I'm. I they, think this they, lineup. They're not is, being spread out. I think, How are they being spread out? Well, I I don't know what they're gonna do with this, but you have a number of guys in this lineup who can get on base, and you have a number of guys right. in this lineup that are again, all or nothing. That seems like again holistically I, I am, balanced. I am. I'm. I'm I, I keep going back and forth, but I legitimately am really happy with the Yankees lineup. I think the Yankees team is going to be good this year. I don't think it's out of the realm of the possibility that they can win the division. Also, find me a find me a lineup. Up face. Find me a lineup that a team that wins games that doesn't strike out a lot. No, I know. I get it. I get it. Even the Rays, or maybe it wasn't the Rays. Maybe it was no. The, the Rays game. strike. The Rays strike out a lot. Yeah. Right, I think the Rays have game. a lot of guys. Although we have to double check that. I feel like that stat might. I feel like I might be wrong on that stat though. All right, but I'll, I'll find out right now. Last year than the Yankees, but anyway, um, because my phone is actually dying and I don't have access to a charger, so we kind of do need to wrap up soon. So, 
Yankees were had, to, Yankees had the sixth most strikeouts of any team last year, but towards the top uh, ahead of them were the the Tampa Bay Rays in third place. So okay, so let's 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 um, let's 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 wrap up because my phone is dying. So win total expectations. I think the Yankees can win anywhere between ninety two and ninety five games, and I think that the AL East is going to. There's going to be a tie in there because now I think that there's a really good chance that the extra wild card teams, I think there's a good chance they could all come out of the East, right? You can have your three division winners and then you can just have the Red Sox, Blue Jays and Rays plus one other team in the, in, in it for the playoffs. Yeah. Like, cause it's going to go off a record and there's a good chance that you can end up like the projections that MLB, uh, MLB.com put out had the had the American East American League East finishing in a yeah. four way tie. Yeah, no, had it finishing, which would be fucking crazy. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think that it's possible. I think the Yankees. I don't think it's out of the realm of the poss- possibility that the Yankees can win the division, given the fact that I think Toronto's um, starting pitching maybe isn't as good as I think. Uh, it, it. I think people are. I think. Toronto, I'm bad. Let me say that again. I think that people might be slightly overrating Toronto's starting pitching. And even though they have probably the best lineup in the game. Um, So I think it's definitely possible that the, and also Toronto has defensive issues like out the wazoo. They have a big defensive problem for whatever reason. Anytime they come to like play at Yankee Stadium, they all turn into fucking like the second coming of Ozzie Smith. I don't know what that's about, but um, in general, they don't have the best defense. That doesn't mean that I don't think the Blue Jays. I, that doesn't mean that I think the Yankees are better than the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays are a really good team, and if I had to pick, I think the Blue Jays are going to win the division. But I think that it's there's going to be it's going to be a slim margin. Maybe Fangraphs has games. the Yankees uh, in second place with ninety one point six wins. What do you think about that? Right. So there you go. I said I said between ninety two and ninety five. Um. So I think that, I think that's probably a little bit more. Give me a, give me probably, a, like a round probably round more round. accurate. Give me a one to two range. Like. I'll do 93. 93 wins. 93 wins. 93 okay. wins. Okay. okay. 93 okay. wins. Um, and do I think – what do I think they can do in the playoffs? I so think you think they're the making Yankees, the playoffs, I, I think. You, I think they're definitely – I think that if the Yankees don't make the playoffs – That'd be more surprising. With the expanded playoffs, the people have to go. You know, it's going to be <laughs> – like how, how am I have to sell the fucking team? Like if they, don't, if they miss the playoffs – there might be a riot outside of Yankee Stadium, especially after this offseason. Um, so that that's kind of that, – that's what I think. What do you think that they're going to do with the win projections? Um, so the Fangraphs has the Rays at 83.5 wins, which is nuts. Um, but I think that's that – That's moronic. Um, but I think that the – Yankees, I think that the Yankees didn't really do enough to address the, the how, how good the Blue Jays got because you got to remember last year they were all within one game of each other. The Red Sox, I'm not buying. I think the Red Sox are not going to be good. And I think the Rays are not. The Red Sox are not a good team. No, they're not. I mean, they're not bad, but it's not good. Like, they're not bad, but they have don't they don't have any sport starting pitching. And like, they don't have a closer. It would not shock me if the Tigers had an equal or better uh, record yeah. than the Yankees. Ooh, look at that. Or, or look the, at that or the that's the, a good take. Or I'm sorry, than the the Red Sox. I like the Tigers. Um, that was before take. they got Meadows, but I still think that they're. I think that the Rays are not built to win a hundred plus games. I have the theory that. I mean, this is even going back to like when 
you know, win totals were determined um, how much international bonus pool money you got. And so them winning less games than the Yankees got them Wander Franco because they had the money to buy him for the international slot. I don't know if that's actually still a thing, but I just think the Rays don't the Rays don't win hundred plus games as good as they are ever. That's a we- like weird, right? Like I don't know. That just seems a little weird to me, a little fishy. I, I always, I always never have the Rays over like a hundred ish games. Blue Jays, I have at least, at least like ninety eight wins, and then I have the Yankees uh, going to the playoffs at like ninety three and a half. I would take probably ninety four wins for the Yankees. So, um, and then I think the Blue Jays fall off, and the Orioles obviously, you know, win the division. So. Um, <laughs> That's 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 how we got to do it. That's how it's gonna go. And I and I, yeah, um, breakout for just quickly, and then we'll wrap. Breakout on the Yankees. Like it, we can, you can even just like bounce back. Well, I said I said before. I think for me, it's not even necessarily breakout. I think it's just more like necessity. But um, like they, these people need to have a breakout season. But I would say number one is Jordan Montgomery. Jamal. Um, 100% for the reasons I stated before. So you're nothing I like would, necessarily points to him doing. So you just think that he just has to step it the fuck up. Yeah, essentially. I mean, if, if, if the the Yankees want to, because again, we're, when we're talking about the Yankees, we're talking about winning a World Series. So if the Yankees want to win a World Series, and Jordan Montgomery is a number three starter. He needs to be consistent. He needs to be better than he was last year. It's not that he was bad last year. He just needs to be better than he was last year. He needs to stay healthy. He needs to stay on the field. Um, I think he's got to throw. I think he's got to throw the the, the 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 fastball and the changeup more and less so the curveball because he, he got to get you know. Um, but that's that you know he misses bats and if he can keep the ball on the ground, I fucking love really like Jordan Montgomery. I think he's so underrated. I know I like him a lot too, but I think it's just time for him just to break out. Go that next level, it's number two. Yeah. yeah, and also Luis Severino can just. I, I think he would be my breakout because obviously. Like, yeah, I think you, you, it's interchangeable. Either one of them. Yeah. All right. Well, I think right. we that's like actually a good place to end. Um, I think your phone's about to die, so we'll let you deal with that. If yeah. it's not dead already, uh, you're still here. Okay. Um, well, that'll do it. I don't know if you have any any final thoughts, but I'm good. Uh, I'm gonna say literally 25 seconds, really quickly. I cannot believe that at first I was kind of like stunned that Judge didn't take the extension which was 30 and a half million for seven years plus one year of arbitration that's 17 million which would have been eight years and like 200 and like 30 million essentially under 223 million um and now i'm like i know you're not going to agree with me and i know we're not going to spend like any time on this but like now i'm actually kind of a little pissed at the yankees just a little bit because i actually fully understand why judge would bend on himself there was reports out there that he was asking for nine years. There was reports out there he was asking for ten years. I also am like can also like read between the fucking lines and see that this is the Yankees like also putting out like these stories. Like I'm sure that Judge asked for everything that he could get, and now Brian Cashman's like, well, he asked for nine years, and it's like I don't think that Judge was sitting in the room being like, if you don't give me fucking nine years, I'm gonna like fucking walk. That does you know seem what I mean? A little... Like that's a little bit crazy. Like, that sounds like a, I think his initial ask was probably like a lot of money in nine years because he has every right to ask for that. Judge and is insane. Judge is so good. Like, he's so good. I cannot see this guy in another uniform. And, like, you have to overpay a tiny, tiny little bit when you have an aging free agent who's the face of your team, who brings in so much value to your team 
not just on the field but off the field. He's a he's a great like leader in like New York City. He's a great face of the franchise. He brings in so much revenue alone. People become Yankee fans because of Aaron Judge. You can make this guy the captain of your team. I feel like if the Yankees just gave him, I don't like in my in my mind, I really didn't feel like it was that difficult. You give him a lump sum of money. You give him whatever. Like let's so let's say I I can't do the math on my phone real real quick. But let's just say you gave him an eight year deal, and you paid him thirty four million dollars for the first. That's like two seventy. That's two seventy two. Right but let's say you did you did thirty let's say you did thirty four thirty five million dollars for the first four years and then you and then as and then at the last four years they just got a little bit less in, in pay. You think he's going to turn that down if it was like two eighty five two ninety for eight years? I don't think so. So you're so, saying just front load it? I don't know because that, yeah, be, I would I would front load the deal like thirty ish million and towards the back end and then forty ish million towards the front. Yeah, end. Yeah, and so. honestly, again, like you kind of like I. The idea that like I don't know, I you 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 pay for those last year that age thirty seven age thirty eight season you pay for that because You're of what he can front, do for yeah. you age thirty one to age thirty seven and also what he's already done for this team and what he's already done like come on this yeah. guy is an M- when when healthy MVP and if he stays healthy this year he's gonna get a lot of fucking money that is true. so. He's following the Freeman playbook, which kind of breaks my heart. And I, I did, and and the Freeman shit scares uh, me. Freeman I'm like, won an MVP. A, a Freeman won an MVP and a championship, so I don't know. But is it? Going. It's totally possible that Judge could win an MVP this year. Uh, Judge can win MVP this year. I agree. He can win any year. He just got to stay on the field. And the Yankees could. I don't think they are, but they could win the championship this year. So they could win any year. Same thing. But right. Um, so I just I the Freeman shit. It, it scares the fuck out of me. I don't know what I'm going to do if Aaron Judge leaves the Yankees. It's going to be tough. It's, it's going to be, be tough. Yeah. My brother's like the angry fan. My brother, my brother claims he started a, a, a sign the deal chant. That's not going to help either, Yankees fans. Don't don't start booing this guy and saying sign the deal because then when free agency comes around, he's going to be like, might be like, you know what? Fuck these people. Yeah, I'm going to sign the deal. Well, I'm going to sign the fucking day. deal in, yeah. in, in fuck Detroit. Yeah. Sign with the fucking Red Sox. Oh God. Oh God. That's he grew up a Red Sox fan. Jesus Christ. Oh, I did not know that. Okay, well, that's depressing and very He's crazy. probably going to end up with your fucking... He's probably going to end up with you. For the Mets? Steve Cohen's going to lose his brain. That's so funny. That'd be, that'd be funny. I don't even know how I... That'd be so funny. I'd be so upset. <laughs> be so I don't think... I think if Judge went to the Mets, I think I like we would have to like, suspend the podcast for a year, and I don't think I'd watch baseball for a full season. Here's I'm part not 78 of our coverage of uh, Aaron the, Judge the being traded of... three years ago. The amount of fucking like fucking shit I would have to hear from Mets fans. Oh my god, I would never. All right, anyway, all right, let's wrap up. That's that's. I'm I'm good to wrap up. Let's Um, end on a positive note. Talking about Judge getting traded, signing with the fucking Mets. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I have no. I have zero idea what baseball owners are ice fucking cold. I could see. I could see Judge leaving, and I could see like like. Literally last year we were talking about you asked me and I, we will wrap after this. You were like, you're like, well, the Mets are going to have some payroll next year. Like, 
what you know what if what if you have Marcus Stroman he goes off and then you do well and then you have Conforto you want to extend him and he goes off and you have Syndergaard and what if he has a good year like are you going to keep all these players <laughs> and I was like I was like I'd be really heartbroken this happened like I was like I'd be really heartbroken if like we didn't you know and then they're they're all gone it's like these motherfuckers are ice cold they do not give a fuck what yeah. you want as a fan they will get rid of these motherfuckers and I mean, you look at Freddie Freeman. He won a chip. He's in another uniform. So yeah, that that's the craziest one to me. Because I have a couple of fr- fr- fans that were Braves. Imagine winning the World Series and then losing Freddie Freeman. Like, all right, yeah, like you that's win the World, tough. you win the World Series, and they fucking trade Aaron Judge, and or they just don't even resign him. That's ice cold shit right there. That is ice cold shit. Uh, but I mean, you know, ultimately it's a business, I guess, which is really also shitty. But all right, all right. Anyway, that'll do it for us. Uh, this has been a Loaded Basis podcast. You can catch us on all major platforms. Uh, we also are on Instagram. And, uh, you know, feel free to hit us up. Talk to us. We're lonely. So.